Someone who inquires in esoteric matters. A collector of knowledge. Curioso Podcast. Joe. Christopher. We are now into the depths of October. Not like uh, not like our very first episode from the Crypt, Kip, Crypt Kicker 5, where, uh, where we were still... Like on September 29th, we are now completely into October. We are submerged in Halloweeniness. 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 That sure. is that not a word? That's, you can make that a word. That's fine. No. Well, we are uh, on our third episode of the Crypt Kicker Five mm-hmm. for our Halloween season, and uh, it's not just us today, Joe. No, it isn't. No, we have some people here, uh, and I'm not sure exactly, you know, what dimension they're from. <laughs> this time. Th- this time around. Right. But they are from uh, a, a part of our Peak Sloth Podcasting Network. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Curiosos, I would like to introduce you to Jonathan and Marty from, jeez, uh, you guys, podcast changes so much. I, I, what mm-hmm. is the name of it now? Uh, oh, it's oh, the, the We Have to yeah. Ask. We have to we ask. Have podcast, I yeah. do have to ask. <laughs> yes. Because every every episode changes. That's right. Correct. Okay, so uh, just for the Curioso listening audience, which one of you is Jonathan and which one of you is Marty? Uh, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Marty. Okay, so they can hear your different voices yeah. and, and associate yes, it. That was right. a good In audio check. That's important. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, why, that's why we say it at the top of every, every episode. Every episode. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't do that. No, no. I think our voices are very different, so... Are they? There's, yeah, there's no real I, reason. I've never had go, anybody say they've confused us. Baltimore. I don't <laughs> yeah. do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I, if you hear someone say the word onions, onions. Uh, or Baltimore with a big gigantic B at the beginning, right. uh, then that's me. Right. But anyway, so uh, tell us a little bit about We Have to Ask, because every episode seems to change... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so, that's the so easiest the, part. Uh, I mean, it, it started as this like dumb party bit. Yes. Uh, I was hosting a party with some improv friends over, and including Jonathan, and we made some game because I I was not finished cleaning up when people came over, and we we did a bit about like let's have a podcast where Marty reads his mail, <laughs> and, and then, we still haven't done that episode. No, yet. we haven't done that. So <laughs> be on the lookout, uh, maybe someday. But we started doing uh, bits all night that was just like, oh, welcome back to Marty's podcast, which is about this or about this. And uh, one day Jonathan was just like, let's do the yeah. podcast. Uh, but we didn't want to do it about any one thing. Right. So every episode, we make up some new thing, usually with the help of our guests. We almost always have somebody on that we interview. Mm-hmm. And they're usually fake interviews. Yeah. But, uh, you know, some of them are improvisers. Some of them are Jonathan's friends, coworkers, family. Yeah. Family, friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will usually talk about something they're interested in or familiar with, and we'll frame the show around that. So we will do a show about... 
uh, vegan diets for dogs. Uh, I'm sorry, not vegan. <laughs> no, 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 raw, raw not diet. at all raw vegan. No. Uh, raw, <laughs> raw, diet. raw diets. Sorry, sorry, Ann Neal. Uh, raw diets for dogs where, okay, like we're a nutritionist podcast and that's what we've always done. And this is like episode 76. Yeah, that's my favorite part of your podcast is that episode 205. Right. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where am I in the structure? Right. You're, you're not you're in not structure. structure. There's no structure. That's, That's the best right. part. Yeah. So I, I would venture to say that uh, my favorite episode so far has been your homebrewing episode. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. What are some of the things you liked about that? <laughs> uh, I'm saying that because uh, I, of course, was the guest on that Oh, episode. that's right. Oh, yeah. there it is. So, uh, and, uh, and I brought lots of, uh, lots of homebrew yeah. uh, uh, for you guys to sample. Craftsmanship. And, yeah, it was all craftsmanship. about craftsmanship. <laughs> all you should, about it. should definitely uh, take a look at that episode. And I can't exactly tell you the number because I don't remember which one it is. Um, but it. Uh, uh, do you guys it, do show notes? We could we could put a link we, to that. I will I will notes. put a put a link in the show notes. Absolutely. So, but no, I, I'm really glad to uh, have you guys. And we we're glad um, to be here. yeah yeah. Now Super we're glad. now we're all a part of one big uh, one big peak sloth family. Yeah. That's right. So you know we can all thank Joel Murphy. Thanks, Joel, for marrying us together. I guess <laughs> we're, right. we're like then, cousins through Joel Murphy, and then <laughs> running away to California. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah. just, yeah. just like a real stepdad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's definitely a shotgun wedding. <laughs> All right, so I'm really glad to have you guys here for uh, for our Crypt Kicker Five, our Halloween episodes. Yeah. Uh, I always have to like say, so I say Crypt Kicker Five, and then I'm like, that's our Halloween episodes. I mean, mm. if you've listened enough, you should probably get to know by now that right, that is what right. they are. So, but uh, anyway, uh, I wanted to have you guys over for for uh, to talk about blobs. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys uh, are you guys interested in blobs? When have you become interested in blobs? <laughs> uh, well, let's see. My the earliest memory I have of blobs, I was a, a young boy. No, I'm kidding. The, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the intro. <laughs> uh, but I think that's a that's a funny thing. I mean, the idea when I think of blobs, I think of uh, things that are amorphous and and right. like sort of uh, the the edges aren't clear and the internals are murky, and it's. Uh, it's therefore hard to point to any point in my life that was just like, oh yeah, blobs, like that's really cool or, or weird or freaky. It's it's just like they've it's, always it's been. very they've always been there, and it's it's almost been like uh, because they're a lack of something. It's it's really hard for me to look back and and say like yeah, that was that was it. That was right. cool. Put a pin in that memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, I think this episode or the idea of it stems from the 1958 movie. Right. The blob. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, because it's, it can Steve also McQueen. be yeah. a very scary thing to not know something's shape. It's right, like a right. shadow. I think it know? is the, I mean, it is the most foreign thing in the world for something to not have a shape, right? right. Yeah. I mean, that's why ghosts or specters are, are so scary, I think, you know? You know, just, I mean, I know I'm kind of deviating here, but, you know, because they are blob-like, because it might have a little bit of a structure or something like that, right? right? But then they're all... Re- wispy on the edges or whatever. Right. And that's, I think, what, what is so gross about blobs or, or, or scary about blobs is they can just kind of roll at you, right. mm-hmm. you know what I mean, encompassing you. Like, yeah. you know, um, I don't know if I saw the 1958 blob movie first or whether I saw the, what was it, 1988? Was that 72. Was it 72? Was the remake? 72 was the, was the sequel. sequel. Yeah. Right. No, I think no, the, it was the, yeah, remake, the remake that I saw. Yeah, yeah 88. Was, yeah. was 88. Yeah. That was the first one, but since then I have gone back and watched the Steve McQueen blob, and I gotta be honest with you, I don't think I ever saw the the, the sequel. Really? Yeah. Mm. Rah, Joe's mad at me now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, let's start off with, with the term. Blob is an, basically an indeterminate mass or shape of Middle English descent coming from the words plop, drop, and globule. Mm. <laughs> plop, 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 plop. I, I have yeah. to say, I don't know if you guys caught this, but when I looked at the word plop, I realized if you flip it over, that is the word blob. Mm -hmm. you literally flip it vertically. And like for a moment, my mind was blown. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, can I tangent again for a second? Sure. Okay, so I have a compass that I got from my grandfather, okay? And I was showing Sammy my, uh, I, I just, you know, you were talking about blowing minds, right? So I was showing Sammy the, the compass, and he, he didn't understand why it always points north. And I said, well, the, the earth, I said, Sam, the earth is like a gigantic magnet. And he went, what? what? <laughs> he was like, yeah. Like I blew a seven-year-old's mind by telling him that the Earth was one gigantic magnet. God, it's great to be a dad. Sorry, that's it. All right, let's let's go back to blobs. <laughs> let's blow some minds. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I want to talk about some sea-bound blobs. Nice. Okay. They are also known as globsters. <laughs> I don't know why. Blob monsters or ocean monsters. The term was first coined in 1962 with the discovery of the Tasmanian Globster. And Good it's name. just a big mass of fatty tissue. Mm -hmm. Now, I will, I'm going to read you a, a few different accounts and findings. There's the Mon Hill Beach Blobster or Globster, the Bermuda Blob, 1988, the Strose Beast, uh, in 1808, and that was like 58 feet of Whoa. stuff. The St. Augustine monster in 1896, the Nantucket blob in 1996, the Newfoundland blob of 2001, which measured 5.6 meters or 18 feet. The, the funny thing is, is that most of these that have remnants that were able to be tested were all found to be whales, remnants uh, of oh. whales. Like a like whale blubber. Yeah. So what happens is because the whales are fucking huge. Right? Yeah. Right. Uh, the hard structure, the, the skeleton structure, will actually separate from all of the fat and the tissue and sink sink right down. Well, it'll they'll, the whole body will sink, and then as uh, it decomposes, oh. it detaches uh. from the skeletal structure. So and the, the fat sort of releases buoyance. <laughs> yep, and just goes right to the top and starts floating around. Wow. And uh, some of the pictures that you can find they kind of look like they have tendrils, mm -hmm. but it's really the, the, the fat deposits between the ribs. Right. Yeah. So oh, it's like, like releasing from the ribs. Yeah. yeah, so it looks like this giant gelatinous alien face hugger floating <laughs> in the water. It's bizarre. Wow, those poor whales. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of the other things that people thought or theorized the creatures were, of course, aliens. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, giant octopuses, like yeah. right, yeah. super giant, yeah, tentacally, yeah. right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, plesiosaurs, of course. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> basking sharks, sharks, giant squid, and generally other gigantic sea creatures. But they they were all tested that you know if they were in a museum somewhere in England from 1896. Uh, they went back, tested the DNA. Turns out they're all just whales. whales. That's interesting. So were they on display at these museums as the blobs? No, no. Most of okay. them, there are documented pictures of when mm -hmm. we found this giant blob creature. 
and uh, past that they would take a sample. But right. how do you scoop up, you know, fifty-five <laughs> yeah. feet of jello? Yeah, right. Out of you the know? ocean. I mean, it's not easy to get to either. I would right. think you would use a gigantic vacuum. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> like that. Yeah. That's yeah, gross. you just go and get a you know a rigid vacuum from yeah. you know what I mean from Home Depot and you just keep dumping it. You just keep yeah, you just, dumping it. That's what I do when the basement floods. You know, somebody floods. probably used a net at one point and was like, "Well, this isn't going to work. This is not going to work." This is this just looks like uh, the same thing that happened in the Resident Evil movie, right? <laughs> but it smells <laughs> faintly of ambergris. Yeah. I wonder what that is. <laughs> And uh, I just want to mention, too, Ambergris, uh, we talked about on our Washed Ashore episode. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have a lot of uh, kind of maybe some overlap with our Washed Ashore episode because you, so. you have a lot of water blobs, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, yeah. Water um, does weird things. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, plus, I, I mean, you have what the Marianas Trench, you have these these right. places on the, the deep bottom of the ocean that we can't see, we can't get to, you know? Uh, I wanted to mention... Um, there's actually a jellyfish that a lot of people thought was a type of blob. It's called the deep staria. It's a jellyfish. It uh, caused a viral sensation when it was had floated past an oil rig. So they have oh, like yeah. an underwater camera up. It's called a deep staria. It lacks the pulsating bell of your normal jellyfish. And because of that, it, it, it looks very, very strange. It lacks the pulsating bell and trailing tentacle, tentacles of most jellyfish, and instead of a brown amorphous sac covered in a network of uh, veiny lines mm. is what it has. Mm. Uh, some thought it was like a discarded whale placenta, but no, it's actually a jellyfish, and yeah. uh, it's pretty gross looking. Sorry. Whale <laughs> placenta. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry, uh, buddy. No, I'm alive. Uh, <laughs> right. And I... <laughs> And uh, there's also um, there's a, a jellyfish relative called cynospores. Uh, they live in colonies and grow up to 40 meters in length. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Whoa. They're really cool looking. They're, they're, it's this whole communal system, and it's just this long, gelatinous, looks like a worm. Right. Yeah. But they all kind of feed and move all together. It's really neat. And what's, what's cool about them is they're actually clones of each other. Right. Uh, and the, the, the clones, they bud off. Uh, well, some butt off and others stay connected. Mm. Uh, individuals can p- perform different roles, uh, like organs in your body. Um, and in fact, some of the time, uh, scientists will find something like that and think it's a new species because it does something completely different than you know than one of the other little clones. They all have different jobs. So mm. I actually have like a little bit of a video of one of these things kind of <gasps> popping off here. And they, what they did was they dropped dye into the middle of the cynospore, and it, because of that reaction, it kind of pops off and goes floating away. Wow. Isn't that cool? Did you see it here, Joe? They dropped some, like, mm-hmm. dye into it, and it goes, goes yep. shooting off. So there's all these just, like, weird gelatinous creatures that, that live in the ocean besides just jellyfish. Right. You know, uh, there's these things called green bomber worms uh, that, that are, are kind of... They look very much like the cynospores too. They are just like this long kind of sock mm-hmm. sort of thing, and they're you know, they're just really gross. Well, <laughs> they're it's like, like a, you know, it's like sea slugs. There are so many different varieties of sea slugs. Right, some right. look like slugs, and some look like mushroom caps, and some look like like coral. But mm-hmm. they're slugs, right. you know, so they can just whatever shape they want to be. Right. Right. And you also have uh, like these these squid egg masses. Have you ever seen those? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They just look like gigantic worms, worms that are yeah. floating around. Right. You know, yeah. like these weird egg sacs and things like that that are just 
you know, they're cast off because they're not needed anymore, and they just float around the ocean. They, they look like these blobs that are just going to come up and eat you, just like the from the movie. You know what <laughs> I mean? Creep show too. Yeah. For, yeah. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. 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 Let's not talk about oh, that. Oh come one. on. That's the, no. that's the only blob. The oil can... blob. Yeah. Mm. That thing is gross. Are we getting into that already? <laughs> no, not yet. No. Not yet. We're just. Can we save that to the end I'll, I'll so wait. I can plug I'll my wait. ears? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> But I think that's a really interesting thing about ocean life, right? Like when you have this sort of substrate that you can float in, there's not pressures like gravity's not pushing on you in the same way. You mm. can have these structures where to us, they just look very freeform or shifting, but like what's happening has a lot of structure, but it's down at like the cellular level. So right. you've got these tiny little organisms that all collaborate and that's how jellyfish work in the first place. Like right. a jellyfish is not really an animal, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a colony and I think uh, it's neat how that sort of scales as well. So you have jellyfish, but like at times I would say an octopus can be a blob, like because, oh, yeah. because oh, yeah. they are able, they have so much control over their body shape yeah. that uh, even though I think of it as a whole creature with parts I recognize, mm -hmm. it can still be very blob-like. Yeah, if you pull one out of the water, they, oh, yeah. bleh, <laughs> right. you know, but I mean, they're, they're, and they're all muscle. Right. And you know, the only hard part is the beak. They can, fit instead of a ball jar and become <laughs> right. the shape of the ball jar. Right. Have you guys ever heard of the blobfish? Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Okay. The blobfish was actually uh, voted the ugliest creature in the world. I believe it was like 2013. Uh, but I, I think that's really kind of rude. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I think the, the hagfish is uglier than the blobfish. Right. Well, I have a little I have a little picture of, this is Mr. Oh, Blobby. Uh, yeah. Mr. Yeah, Blobby. The, the, the blobfish. The first blobfish that was found in 2003. Right, right. Um, and so he's looks very pink, blob-like. Well, right. here's the other thing, is that at the atmosphere that that fish actually lives in, it doesn't look like that. Right, exactly. You bring yeah. it up, and it, it just we, sort of... Down there, he just looks like a fish. Right. You right. know, and I'm, I'm going to link to some photos of I mean, of them in, in there. An ugly in the water. testicle fish, but not <laughs> as But recognizable as a fish. Right. Not like someone melted the cartoon character Ziggy. Right. Like, right. right. Yeah. 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 I mean yeah. he doesn't look like Benjamin Button until you pull him up. Right. Right. You know? right. So what what's really funny about Mr. Blobby though is Mr. Blobby actually has like a a, a parasitic crustacean mm -hmm. that's kind of hanging out of the corner of his mouth, you know, because when they took him, uh, they put him in this museum and some alcohol and held on to him so people can come and, and look at him. You know, he just kind of has this crustacean hanging out, so it looks like he's drooling a little bit, yeah. and he just looks like he has this big bulbous nose and these, you know, these eyes that, you know, these little pin, pin eyes or whatever. Mm. So, but, uh, you know, the thing is, is that this, with this blobfish, they didn't actually dissect it. Okay. Oh. They they decided not to. They wanted to hold on to its whatever is left of its uh, structure. Right. They, <laughs> right. They, they just wanted to kill it. They didn't want to look inside. Yeah. It. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's well, it. yeah. It's for fun. Yeah. Just for fun. The the reason why they 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 actually have it is because someone was trolling the you know the water with a right. net, oh. and it actually happened to catch in the right. net, which is one of the mm. reasons why they think it looks so bad with the big bulbous nose that it has, mm -hmm. because they think it was kind of smushed up against the back of the net for so long oh, against other damage or yeah against other sea life that you know it not having its form and the and the temperature change in the water being brought up from such a cold depth. Mm -hmm actually wound up killing the creature. So, mm. you know, okay. I mean, they killed it through overfishing in the first place. Right, right. You know, but they, uh, but they, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? Once you've already killed it, you right, might yeah, as well bring it up well, to study yeah. it. 
So, you know, I mean, there's a couple of questions that people have, like, is the blobfish edible? They don't know. Right. You know, uh, does it taste like <laughs> couldn't, chicken? Couldn't hurt to try. Maybe, right. maybe, you know, maybe chicken actually tastes like Mr. Blobby. Right. You know what I mean? I just think it's kind of rude that they called him Mr. Blobby yeah, as well. That's, that's, it's really like a judging a book name. by its cover yeah. thing. It's like seeing you're seeing someone on their worst day. They're literally like multiple atmospheres of pressure out of their depth. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And now they're just a puddle in the bottom of a bucket. Right. You know, where down there, he had his makeup on. He was right. all smart looking, yeah. tie, briefcase. Yeah. He was, Maybe some control know. top hose. Yeah, like sure. really yeah. kissing yeah. his bangs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's that's the other thing is you we don't also don't know if it happens to be a Mrs. Blobby because right. they never right. sexed never, the creature. Yeah. So They've it never could be. sexed the creature. They never sexed the creature. <laughs> Boop. No, like sex and chickens. Boop. You, well, you, you test them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boop. Yeah. <laughs> you, do that. you guys figure that out later. Yeah. That's right. If anyone knows, write into the curio. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that's always struck me about Mr. Blobby actually is is not just, I mean, the nose jumps out at you first, the kind of like sad cheeks, but the lips, the, there's sort of the appearance of lips that mm, just yeah. makes this big sad frown. <laughs> yeah. I think that's really what solidified it for me is just like, okay, I see why there's a there's a character here. <laughs> right, that right. People like. Well, it's like the one fish that has the, the human-like teeth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's the other one with the weird ocular... Like rotating eyes. Oh, that there's that, so many bizarre fish down in the yeah. depths of the ocean. Well, the the one with the teeth, the like the human teeth. Yeah, it's like that ch- isn't ch- that isn't ch- in the depths of the ocean. No, I no, believe no, no, that's no, a no. freshwater fish. Yeah. Right. And it's ah oh, man, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. I wish there was something like uh, that I could look it up in. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, um, <laughs> but they that that thing that creep that fish is called like the the. It's like called the nut biter or whatever mm-hmm. because it actually oh, come on will, yeah, will bite one yeah. fisherman's testes yeah. Yeah, while like they're a... while they're while they're fishing in, yeah. in the fresh water. Mm-hmm. There's got to be like someone's ancestors did something wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. were sexting the fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually uh, a few weeks ago went out to Chesapeake Bay with some of my students, and they were go- combing through the sand, and one of the kids brought up. Uh, teeth and like human you, like hu- look like human teeth oh wow and like you know that first moment as as the teacher you're just like I hope there's oh, no body okay. like <laughs> where did you find the teeth so we can possibly keep everyone away from the rest of the body we pulled them out of this hobo <laughs> right yeah, yeah and then it's like but it was all like weird in the back like it, so it was like the, the the back teeth and it was like clustered up in the back oh wow and so we took it to one of the counselors and he was like oh that's just a fish and I was like what but it looks like molars <laughs> like, like this is right. this does not look okay. the tooth was, fairy won't know <laughs> and then you're like it's a Chesapeake Bay so it could be anything yeah, you know exactly like, from terra firma, let's go to space. The other frontier. The other, yeah. The other, <laughs> other white meat frontier. I want to talk about the Lyman Alpha Blob. Hmm. It's a huge concentration of nebulous gas within our universe. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm listening like, intently. Oh, space. I hate space. I don't hate space. Oh. I'm okay with space. So Especially the, if Sandra Bullock's in it or whatever. I mean, I'm fine with it. That was speed. I mean, space. In a bus or in space. She's great either way. <laughs> Let's just move on. Okay. <laughs> what about the net? What about when she's in the net? Oh, Let's oh, not God, talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> you can find these 
alpha blobs throughout the galaxy. And some of them can be over 400,000 light years across. Ooh. That seems r like really big. Yeah, but they're, they're this. I mean, that is the largest blob I think we're going to discuss. Yeah. Probably, probably. But there are these amorphous gas clouds that most scientists think that they're a type of proto-galaxy. Like oh. after the Big Bang, things are swirling, gases are going, people are getting hot and heavy. Boom, galaxy. This is the pre Galaxy. This is like dating. Right. Yeah, this is like, yeah, like sexting a fish. <laughs> what? what? Come on, man. Not sexting, sexing. Sorry, sexing It's a telling fish. the sex, not sending it a dong picture. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's two totally yeah, different Lars. things. <laughs> Zing! To find out more, listen to Hobo Radio. <laughs> right. Scientists have studied these as best they can because most of them are millions of light years away from us. So all we can really see is some of them glow, some of them refract light. That's all we can really tell. We can't tell if there's a certain core that is, that is solid or you know, uh, a certain gravitational pull because they stay sort of amorphous. Is it also part that we don't know that much about it that we call it a blob? I mean- Well, well yeah, I think that's-, that's Cause the, it's just so far away. Right even though it's in our galaxy. Well, I mean, and they're throughout other galaxies too. Mm -hmm. we can, the closest ones that we can see are still within our galaxy. Yeah. So we just have, it's just like a, a bunch of floating stuff, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, that, I mean, that's really what I mean, like a blob a, is, right? It's just like up, this amorphous thing. You just right. have stuff floating around. Mm -hmm. And whether that happens to be in the ocean or out in the, you know, in our, in space. Right. I mean, it's, an, it's, Kind of a nebula, but nebulas usually have a core, a center that stuff swirls around. Uh huh. You know, as as it forms. This is before that. Yeah. So it's just this cluster of just. It's just looking. It's just looking for a nucleus to to right. circle around a, yeah, a yeah. sun. Exactly. It's like it's like mass that's not quite heavy enough to to ignite. Right. Yeah. It's, can't form that pressure that it needs to set off. Mm -hmm. And the one that we've been able to to verify that its existence, the, the Lehman Alpha Blob. There are several other ones we've, we've known of, but this is the oldest, and they theorize that it's probably somewhere around 800 million years old, hmm. maybe. Wow. If not more. Since, uh, since we're talking about the stars, and, and uh, I wanted to talk about some stuff that, uh, and, and I, I don't remember whether we discussed this a little bit during our From the Sky episode, when we talked about that, but do you remember talking about star jelly? Briefly, yeah. So star jelly is this stuff that people think, you know, falls from the sky, you know, and oh. it's this kind of blobby sort of stuff, and they and they find it in, you know, in forests and and you know near the banks of rivers, and it's just this, like, globby blobby kind of stuff that they find. It's like alien spit. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. It's just you know like kind of just but not like from alien. With Sigourney Weaver. No, because that would just go through that the would be, it's just, yeah. yeah, It would just keep no. on burning right on through it's the spaceship. Some kind of alien spit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's it's like this, uh, th anyway, they call it star jelly because people think that, or thought back in the day, uh, before we were smart, <laughs> um, that stars would wait, like- Wait, 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 wait. When did that happen? I mean, before yeah, I was smart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, before I was smart. Okay. Um, <laughs> 
before I started doing research for the Curioso podcast. Uh, but stars would like crack open and and split, and the star jelly would come floating like an down egg? Earth. Yeah. Oh, it's like oh, it's a yolk. Yeah, God's yeah. cracking some eggs on us. <laughs> well, oddly enough, it might be kind of similar to that uh, because a lot of the time, what they think it actually is is uh, is this sort of this jelly that is actually from uh, from from frogs. Uh, and the reason, like, what it is is like why wouldn't this, they call it frog jelly? Well, because they thought it came from the sky. It's like when you, it's just like when you were talking about the, 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 the stuff from the whales, okay? Mm-hmm. It's a misinterpretation of what it is. Right. Now we know, but back in the 1800s, when we found an amorphous, face-hugging, blobby creature, we didn't mm-hmm. know that it came from the insides of a whale, you know? Yeah, and, and, you know, we figured it out now. Basically, you know, frogs can lay, you know, millions of eggs mm-hmm. at a time. Uh, so if a frog is on the banks of the river laying the eggs and some sort of predator comes along and eats the frog, it still leaves the eggs along with it, uh, you know, but along with the eggs, there's kind of like an, uh, amniotic fluid that comes along with it. And it's this jelly sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and if it's a predator that it's eating the frog, he's also going to come along and eat all the little tiny eggs oh. and then leave the, the kind of like leave behind the sort of glue that was holding that egg holding that together. Yeah. So, right. so that's a lot of what they think that it is. There's also a few other things, uh, as well as uh, as as the kind of egg sac stuff. Sure, it's not like marmalade. It is kind of like uh, it is kind of like marmalade. It's like Padding- frog marmalade. I'm, I'm saying like Paddington was walking along, <laughs> knocked his hat off, boom, marmalade, marmalade on some dude's lawn, right? And he's like, "Oh, it's star jelly." It, I mean, but people are find it all the time, and and one of the times that they Paddington find it is, is a well-traveled bear. <laughs> I, I guess so. I guess, I guess if you believe in, you know, anthropomorphic Paddington bears that walk around, Joe, that's your bag. I mean, that's fine. It's, makes more sense than sky jelly. Well, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to fight that, Joe. I don't know. I don't have a comeback for it. Okay? But what I can tell you is there's, there's these other things called slime molds. Uh, slime molds oh, yeah. are just this... It's like a halfway between a slime and a mold. Okay. Right? And yeah. uh, they're, 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 they kind of like are, it, it's like, um, is it like a lichen? Like it's, it's one of these, uh, relationships, symbiotic relationships? It's between? like kombucha. Like oh, the, yeah. the okay. like, you know what I mean? You, it's slime and mold that are together and they kind of are just under the, the earth. And when it rains, you get, a, you know, a lot more moisture and they kind of puff up. They just kind of swell. And when they do that, they kind of come to the surface, very much like worms kind of crawl through to the surface so that they don't, you know, drown too much. Right. So, you know, know, and also collect more bacteria and mold and and stuff like that. So they're finding this uh, after it rains. And, of course, you know, back in ye olde times, as it rains, you think things are falling from the sky. Right. You find this mold, you know, shortly after a rain, mm-hmm. and then this is also what they think might be star jelly. So there's, you know, there's a few hmm. other, you know, possible, you know, like uh, bacteria colonies and things like that that they find that kind of puff up that, you know, it's just weird little things with like root systems. Yeah, well, remember you know when we I mean? talked we about... We have these mu- bacterias in between them. Remember when we talked about mushrooms? Right. And the, the bleeding mushroom? Mm-hmm. It actually will... Exude Ooh. this like blood. It looks like blood, but it is a viscous jelly that is part of its expansion. So as the mushroom uh. grows, it will ooze this like red blood stuff. 
something like that maybe? Yeah, well, the, the, there's also what I was talking about, this uh, the slime bacteria stuff that I was talking about. Mm. It's called myoxobacteria. Okay. And it travels in packs of cells. They actively move through the soil. Through the, the soil. Oh, so wow. when it's in like a starving condition, it'll move through like root systems and eat root systems. And then, you know, like it, like I said, when it rains, it comes to the surface again. Huh. So, so it's, it's not just a, a gaggle of, of slugs that have smeared, you know, <laughs> slug juice everywhere. And it's it actually kind of balled it up and kept it. It's a separate organism. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, like a group of bacteria, hmm. just like you would have like in you when you're sick or whatever. Wow. Except for it's in the soil. You know, so I just think it's kind of neat. You know, the, you know, we that's just another blob that moves through the, you know, through the soil, eating whatever it comes across mm. that eventually comes to the surface and where humans can see it. Hmm. So you brought up kombucha, and I think that's a, another great example of a blob that's that's like it's this amorphous thing. The, the mother of the kombucha is just this like yeah. collection of bacteria right. that you f you float in a little soup of nourishment for it, and its waste that it leaves behind is kombucha that we drink. How many of these other sky jellies, space jellies, <laughs> do you think people have tried to make food from? I I don't know. Um, I mean, that's there your are... next beer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Just, sky just find some, yeah, sky find jelly. some slime mold in in the ground, or maybe some go attack some some, some frog egg frog clutches. egg, yeah. you know, and and just mix them on up. I mean, I could do that. Yeah, I don't want to wild yeast. Yeah, you know, same thing. It's natural. Yeah, it's, it's all yeah. natural. <laughs> There's a lot of natural things gotta, that I don't want to try. You got to sex enough. a frog. <laughs> so I know Joe, you were talking about probably my second most. Uh, feared blob, which happens in Creepshow 2, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But mm. I wanted to talk about my number one scariest blob. Okay. Ooh. This is the Nagleria fowleri. It is an amoeba. Now, okay. this is a very rare amoeba, uh, but it has been found uh, in several places that I have been, uh, one of which is in, uh, in Louisiana. Uh, my wife and I, we took a trip down there for about half a week or so. And we, you know, spent some time just seeing the sites and, you know, going to uh, Marie Laveau's grave, and things like that, mm. right? Uh, and while we were down there, uh, I, I had just recently discovered about six months before something called the neti pot. Now the oh, neti pot, yeah. uh, especially being on, uh, being on, you know, flights, I have a tendency to get a cold, right. you know, every single time. So I was doing the neti pot and I was using the water from the tap to do that and not boiling it. And right after we came back, I found out that several people uh, in, uh, <laughs> actually in New Orleans, oh. uh, had died from it uh, probably several weeks after. Wow. Uh, now, it is an amoeba, and to me, that is a little teeny tiny blob, basically, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a yeah. single-celled organism mm -hmm. uh, that just kind of goes around. Now, this uh, Naglaria fowleri, it, uh, it... It still sounds like a, an Italian painter. Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> yeah. It, it does, it does. Uh, but it doesn't paint. It eats your brain. It is commonly Ugh. known as the brain-eating amoeba. Mm -hmm. uh, what's What has kind of brought it... More so uh, to the to the spotlight around us here in Maryland, where we're all from, or where we all reside, rather, is uh, is that it's been found in Cecil County, and uh, I believe two people in the past year have died from it around here in lakes and streams, right? It, yes, yeah. it's yes. been in lakes and lakes and streams in uh, in different places around New Orleans and Louisiana. Mm. Uh, there was a 
four-year-old child who was going down a slip and slide, some water shot up his nose, and it was actually in the public, uh, the public water oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, system. Yep. Uh, the only way to really kill this is what they call like a chlorine burn, where you, you know, <gasps> same thing like you do when you shock a pool, right? You know, but you oh, have to I, do that to the public. I thought you meant once supply. it was in your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was no, like... no, no. Here's the thing: is that once it's in your head, um, there's not really a whole lot that they can do right. because you probably have, oh. um, I believe it's a 97% chance that you're just going to die. It's because going to yeah. eat your brain. It's crossed the blood-brain barrier, and right. any drugs you need to kill it also have to do that, yes. and that's yeah. very hard. Yeah, and oh they, they it's basically can't. Yeah. You know, uh, Most of the people who are infected with this do die. Yeah. So wow. uh, there's two ways that it can get up there, uh, and uh, mainly it is straight up your nose. You wash it up there. You, yes. Yeah, it's, splash it on it. So if you're, it's like a kandaroo, but really small. Uh, well, not, no, they go up your pee hole. Sorry, yeah, and, and not up your pee hole, up yeah, your nose. Up your nose. So when you jump into like a freshwater stream, if it has this, you know, this amoeba, it can go, you know, just the, the water being forced into your nose from jumping off the tire swing, mm. you know, it can force up into your nose. And they suggest, that this, is, this is the way that you stop it. You have to pinch your nose when you when you jump into water. That's it. That's the only way that you can stop never, it. Never never expose any sinuses to yeah, this creature. Yeah, to, to the water. Right. I mean, either that or don't neti pot with it. Or right. if you do neti pot, right. that's one of the things that I have uh, I have been very very serious about. When I do neti pot, I have to clean out my nose, especially when I do like the human blockhead. Right. You know, when right. I'm pounding nails up my nose, you want to make sure everything is nice and clean. Uh, but when I do that, I make sure that I'm actually using sanitized water, whether that comes from just right. any kind of bottled water or distilled mm. water. That's what I make sure that I use now. Right. Uh, and I, I mean, I learned that lesson. Not, I mean, I didn't get the brain-eating amoeba, but I learned that lesson from other people who died from it. Yeah. So uh, that, to me, is probably the scariest, tiniest yep. little brain blob um, in the world to me. That is, yeah. That's very gross. scary. Yeah. And it's so tiny. Yeah. And, well, here's the thing that I find scary. So all amoebas and their and their sort of creepy, like unknown outlines and the way they just ooze around. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that's that's why that's a famous monster in Dungeons and Dragons. Mm -hmm. is it the, is the yeah. gelatinous ooze. <laughs> well, there's. There, there's been all, I mean, what was it, Dragon Knight? Uh, there was like a video game mm. where you had to fight slimes. Yeah. And I believe there uh, right. Oh, uh, Dragon Warrior was Dragon Warrior. that one. Right. Yeah. You had to fight slimes. But weren't there slimes in like some Final Fantasy games too? Probably. Yeah. There's there there slimes in many And games. I was thinking uh, Metroid, those little like blob things that would oh, come yeah. and jump. Yeah. Right. Oh, Zelda? Oh, the Metroids, yeah. yeah. Zelda, there was like the little Zelda's, weird yeah, the little, creature. Yep, but that yeah, all, where they split and yeah. split. Yeah. yeah, but that really comes from like D&D, &D, right? Right. Because D&D yeah. came out in like, what, early 70s? 70s, yeah. Like the so the, the gelatinous cube is a, a creature with like no no internal structure. Right. Uh, somehow it is cubical. I'm not sure that's ever explained. Well, I, I can explain that. Oh, uh, excellent. It, is, the, it, is it like a plant? Like uh, the, a cell for a plant, which is very cubish? No, no. Actually, uh, it, it the reason why it is a cube is because uh, a... The dungeon itself is a square, very much like old mines, right? Right. So in, in an old dungeon, you would have, you know, your your you know, your floor, your ceiling, and your two walls, right. mm -hmm. which form a square. So uh, the way it formed for from uh uh geez, what is the name of it? Evolution. I'm sorry, <laughs> oh, okay. I could not think of the word okay. evolution. Holy hell. Uh, 
because of evolution, it, it had learned to become completely square. So, you know, your adventurer cannot get around it. There is no way to get around well, the gelatinous cube. Wait, 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 wait. Evolution, you know, taught it to be square? I'm sh- yeah, it's, at, it's at one It's a gelatinous, point. amorphous blob. Hey, if it yeah. pushes itself through a square hole, it will become square. Look, I'm, I'm just telling you what the writers of D&D call okay. it. Okay, all right. What Gary Gygax decided to call <laughs> right. it is his own right. business. Gotcha. It is the gelatinous cube because it is cube-like and it goes straight down the hallway. So as it, gotcha. I mean, it really has no way of propulsion either, right? It just yeah, kind of have, oozes do down like the hallway. Do cilia or anything or any sort of like... Usually not the ways I've seen it described. You, you see it sort of as a giant giant amoeba, essentially, right. in that it's see-through and you mm. can see the little parts that are going on inside of it, which maybe you're kind of like a nucleus and mitochondria, uh, yeah, but, cell wall but for the most part, you tend to hear it, uh, see it described as like having bones and skulls and pieces of adventurers in their armor <laughs> that <laughs> it's it'll, it'll just have like a, a sword like floating in it <laughs> and like a, a skull over here and like a right. piece of a breastplate and it just slowly oozes on down. Coming straight at so you. So are they like? I don't understand. Yeah, locomotion. Is it? Is it like a like a like a worm where they just kind of like inch forward on Joe, the segments? You don't, you don't have to understand. I know. <laughs> if I'm in a dungeon and I'm gonna throw fireball, I want to know how that thing's getting to me. Yeah. Okay. It's, I think it just it oozes. It would, oozes at you. I would <laughs> guess it's a lot like these ocean blobs where it's made up of, of like millions of tiny, tiny cells all working together. Right. And so the gelatinous cube is actually kind of a, a family. Hmm. Leapfrogging over top of each other, okay. just slowly like, coming at you. Kind of like a like like squeezing a tube of toothpaste, you know, where it just kind right. of goes. <laughs> I think that's the idea. Yeah. Okay. And it All just right. comes at you All in a right. square. Fireball. It's Fireball. like a square of death. <laughs> I'm rolling skill <laughs> on that one. Yeah. That was <laughs> <not> <laughs> my Fireball. That was that was my own foley work right there. Good it was, job. It was yeah, quite good. <laughs> Chilling. <laughs> But let's see, there, there are lots of similar style blobs, uh, especially in video games. I yes. Think, I think starting like maybe 10-ish years ago, mm. we started seeing a lot of game libraries. Like we, we know there's Unity now, so mm. folks that want to start making 3D games, that's available. But they started being lots of these like 2D game toolkits where you could download for free or for like a small fee, get a, a whole physics engine where mm. you can basically just like feed it some uh, some endpoints and like tell it what gravity is and and off it goes. Hmm. And one of the things that came out about this is uh, what's called a soft body physics engine. And so these are basically like algorithms that describe how something that is that is squishy or deformable like actually operates under physics. So it's the it's a a variation on like ragdoll physics. Exactly. Yeah. So you take out the the arm points or leg points, and it just becomes that mass in the center of ragdoll phys- physics. It, it works. Yeah, it works a little bit differently because it has to deal more. It deals more with like what are the external points, oh. and that's why like doing this in two D is a lot easier than doing it in three D. So you could take like say a sphere mm. and chop it up into a bunch of tiny segments, connect those with uh, essentially like little joints that follow some kind of physics, mm. and then put apply gravity to the thing and it'll sag and oh, then and nice. then like put uh, a hill under it and it will slowly roll downhill not not fast like uh, a sphere or an actual ball would but kind of like oozing its way down and so f- from that you started seeing tons of these little physics based games and mm. like gish is a big one uh which which inspired a lot of these like super meat boy mm. and yeah. uh yeah and like popular 2d platform games 
And uh, yeah, those those are really interesting. So you you see either like the enemies or more likely the hero is like someone who's squishing and deforming themselves and, mm. and like using that as their power to move through the world. Hmm. I've never played Gish. No? No. I've seen it. I've never actually yeah, played, I've never it. played it. It's a little indie game. Yeah. You can get it on Steam. I mean, I, I, I have Steam and the reason why I got it is because I like Shovel Knight. Nice. <laughs> so <Yeah>. much, <laughs> you know. Shovel Knight was flipping awesome. Yeah, but but I haven't played any of like the like the Blob games. Is it kind of like uh, like Boy in His Blob? Uh, it's I mean it's less not, jelly beans. It's I not assume. super yeah. dissimilar. Yeah. So imagine if you were playing as the Blob instead right. of playing as the boy. I, oh, I, see, I would I, like that better. I oh man, I don't know if I would like that better. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be the Blob? Well, I don't know. Here's the thing: like Boy in His Blob came out in 1989 from Nintendo. David Crane, creator of Pitfall. You guys remember that game? Yeah. Right. Good game. And Freeway. Did you play that? No. Is that like Freeway. Frogger? Kind of. It's, it's, it's very similar <laughs> but to but that. But with a human. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oops. I don't know. I don't know if I would be the blob because he seems very, uh, I don't know, dumb. What? He does seem very passive. It, it, yeah. it, pa- not, not, not dumb. Passive. That's does a better word. Does the blob word. have ambition? I don't think he does. Except to get jelly beans. Yeah, well, jelly beans That's are a good. Drive, yeah. Okay, okay. So in that game, in that '89 game, the boy has no name. He's just the boy, right? And the blob actually had a name. It was Blobbert. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Blobbert <laughs> the blob. So yeah, in the the basic scheme of the game was, the boy would toss jelly beans to the blob to solve puzzles or or um, like it wasn't really puzzles. It was more like map puzzles, like right. you have to get up high, so feed the blob a a licorice jelly bean, he becomes a ladder. You can climb up the ladder. Uh, some yeah, of my does licorice make you think ladder? I think it's alliteration. That's part of the puzzle of the is game. That, yeah. yeah, is that the the jelly beans do unexpected things. Right, and some of them it's it's alliteration with the licorice ladder ll. Right. Yeah, uh, strawberry was bridge. I don't... Un- strawberry, strawberry Bridge. bridge. Take the yes. Strawberry Bridge. You've never I, been on Strawberry Bridge, Joe? what you guys are talking about. God, I don't know what that sometimes, is. Joe. I've been on the Strawberry just... Fields forever, <laughs> but not the bridge. Sometimes, Joe, you just really disappoint me. Tangerine Trampoline. Yep, okay. Good that's rhyme. a good one. That yeah, works. yeah. Who's this... ever had a tangerine jelly bean? Uh, I mean, at I, this point now, I must probably. Have, yeah. I mean, yeah. besides be. Blobbert. I yeah. With Jelly yeah. Belly being yeah, in Jelly Belly. I must have had one. And I mean, they, they make the Hogwarts ones. Yeah, the, too, right? yeah the, the Harry Potter, every flavored jelly bean. Yeah. I mean, they're making you know earwax now. So. Vomit yeah. and yeah. dirt. And, yeah, yeah, but what happens Tangerine when you throw Blobbert a grass one? I mean, uh, what he, does he turn into there? A hippie? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Not sure. He just he just sits down and asks for more He's snacks. Like, you know, all right, like, man, let's go. Let's go. Well, I guess that's better than him turning into gas or ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. But my favorite one was orange. You throw him an orange jelly bean, he turns into like this, like the little cannon thing. It was a Vita blaster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and and he launches vitamins at enemies. I don't know why. Wow. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Because nothing rhymes with orange. And when you think so, of orange, you think of vitamins. But the little vitamin C, C pills. Yeah. 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 So like. And what else? Uh, ketchup, ketchup, I think, was the one that killed him. It turned him to stone. Was it That stone sounds awful. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. It, had no, it had like nothing to do with the jelly bean. No, And if no. you fed it to him, he would just turn to stone and it would be like, game over. It was like a brick. It was like a, an obelisk. 
right? Was it? I thought yeah, he it was, was like a 2001 stop like that because you couldn't call him out of it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you couldn't. You you'd have to whistle. Do you ever play the game? I I I I'm sure I did. Probably in like 1990. Okay. All right. But I mean, that was that was a long time ago. That well, would have been very timely. <laughs> yeah. There was a sequel, The Rescue of Princess Blablet. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Which I never played the sequel. And there was an actual uh, a 2009 remake uh, set to be released. Oh. Um, oh. They never, they like production got halted. Yeah. Went back and forth, back and forth. Uh, but it is set to be released sometime next year. Wow. In October. <gasps> wow. Really? Yeah. Coming oh, man. Back. We should have saved this episode for next year. Yeah. Blobs and video games actually have a pretty long history. Uh, so you guys know the Microsoft Connect, the sort of motion controller that you could use to wave your arms around. That was for oh, the, yeah. the sex box, right? Yeah. You've got the, that. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that actually works on <laughs> a principle called blob tracking. And the, the lob track. Yeah, so the, the Kinect camera is special in that it has uh, basically a laser array of infrared. And this okay. is something you can't see unless you like get an infrared camera. Unless you're a predator. To watch. Yeah, or right. if you're a predator, of course. Uh, <laughs> but with that field of infrared, it's got a, a camera that sees infrared, and it's using that to get depth information uh, about what's in the room. So it combines what it sees with the regular camera matches it up with what it sees with this depth camera, mm-hmm. and essentially it looks for parts that come back as being the same depth. Or in the case of like the data it's looking at, that's basically the same color of gray. So like depth is mapped. If it's something like really far away, it's black. If it's really close, it's mm-hmm. white, and there's shades of gray oh, gotcha, in between. Gotcha. So then regions of the same color of gray but you can sort of think of as, oh, that's probably about the same distance. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a waving hand or an arm. Right, right. And uh, there's a long field of what's called blob tracking that goes back, dates back to like the 50s and like early pattern recognition algorithms, but most of it was developed in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it's ways of taking an image signal, usually video, and just finding contiguous regions of color. Hmm. Uh, you see it now as color tracking. They're like you can you can build your own. They're like super easy tutorials about how to like use your webcam and write a JavaScript program to track your hand or a red solo cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can give you guys some links if you if you are interested in in dropping those in there. Sure. But essentially, it just works by like finding pixels of the same color, you, maybe a target color, mm. and then the algorithms like walk the pixels around it until they find the the extent of the shape that is all of that one color. Mm. And then you build layers on top of that to try and make good guesses about like, okay, why did this one blob disappear? Oh, it's because your thumb moved. Mm. Uh, But before they had good versions of this, you had great projects like a person building a sign language glove where to track the parts of the hand, they they would cut up a glove and then re-knit it together so that each joint in each finger was a different color and could easily be picked up by the camera. That's huh. pretty cool. And so, so it's it would, totally different than the, like the Nintendo Power Glove. It was, yeah, absolutely okay. different. It actually worked. It actually, yeah, it actually <laughs> could track, yeah. a, track a finger. Right. Although the Power Glove is interesting because it used a system. So if you if you know the Nintendo Wii, you've seen the Wiimote. Yeah. And it, it had a lot of stuff inside of it to detect motion and, and how you were moving things. But it also had at the top of it a little camera. Mm-hmm. And so if you remember, it came with that little sensor bar mm-hmm. that you would put next to your TV. That mm-hmm. sensor bar had a set of LEDs. It had two IR LED clusters at either end. Mm-hmm. And the camera at the end of the Wiimote 
was a blob tracker. So that's how you would get your, your different variations of gray. Yeah, so yeah. What, well, in, for, for the Wiimote, it's even simpler. All it needs to do is have a reference point that is relatively positioned to your television. Mm. And that's what that sensor bar was. Right. So oh, so once, it's like a, a triangle method for filming. Exactly. Once it could see the sensor bar, mm. then it knew how big, how basically how big the right one looks, how big the left one looks. It can get a lot of information about that, but also orientation. So as you twist it around, those two blobs move. Right. And uh, yeah, and it's a, it's a very fast camera. So it updates a lot faster than a normal like 30 frames per second yeah uh, you know like video camera you would film with mm -hmm. it's it's going into like the hundred plus frames a second so it's fast enough that it can give feedback to the system and you can use this to control things in real time nice yeah so blob tracking it's in a lot of stuff I came across in all this blob search something about blob data files yeah. We were talking a little bit about that. Do you have anything on that? Is that yeah. similar to the blob tracking? So it's it's interesting. Uh, it's not, but like people in computer science and electronics love the word blob. So if you, <laughs> if you put together electronics, uh, like the, the stuff you use to connect electronic pieces together mechanically, it's called mm. solder. Yes. Where you have a solder joint that is technically just called a, a solder blob. That's like the term of art. It's a solder blob. Yeah, and huh. uh, if you if you have if you see like cheap electronics, you take them apart. Maybe you don't see chips, but you see those little splotches of black mm -hmm. over the top. Those are called epoxy blobs, and that's because and that's, that's where they just use literally what they are. Yeah, right. they, they took a circuit and they made it, and it would have been too expensive to make a real chip, so they just cover it up and move on. Hmm. Uh, but the the database blob, uh, or or what's uh, often called a file blob, or sometimes a binary large object. Yeah, that's the one I, I ran across. I'm like, binary large object? What is that? Yeah, so it turns out that is a, a term from like the early days of databases, period. So in the, the 70s and 80s, you had when companies... When computers were as big as a room. Yeah, well, they were getting smaller, but they, right. were, they were like as big as a refrigerator. Yeah, and do you remember the old like Amigas? Like... <laughs> it's a, a knife switch on the side. It was like, nice. That's when you knew you were computing, right? <laughs> That's right, when you exactly. really felt it. Yeah. So yeah, in the in the seventies and eighties, basically there were these arguments over what should even be stored in a database, and database vendors would basically compete over features or tell customers like, no, that's hard. You don't need that. Like. Let's not even, we're not going to build that for you. Why okay. would you ever want that? Right. So there was a guy named Jim Starkey who worked at DEC, uh, DEC, uh, and he started talking about storing unstructured data. So data that wasn't like birth dates or employee names or things, things that you could very tightly and strictly define mm -hmm. and then either perform searches on or sort quickly or or store relationally so you, you knew that there is a department called billing and there is a person named Jenna and Jenna works in billing and you mm. could represent all these things very efficiently. Mm. Well, the idea of storing a, a blob was that you would just like take a Word document and put it in there or take a picture and stick it in your database and still attach data to it but not necessarily search over that data efficiently. Okay. And they started calling that a blob. Jim Starkey is the first that did this. And there's a lovely email thread that, that describes the history about uh, blob. And the words binary large object are kind of a backronym. Like okay. this was used by people at DEC and other database companies as they finally gave in and implemented this feature mm. to say, well, blob is like really unprofessional. 
It's it's like <laughs> yeah. a really dumb word. No one's gonna want to buy a system from us, right? If right. We, it's called Blob. If we have, yeah, we have a feature. It's called Blob. Yeah, it's an amorphous, gelatinous feature. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. So. Uh, they they gave this name to it to sort of like business it up and make mm-hmm. it look uh, more professional than it was. But if you ask Jim Starkey, and you can find this email thread out there, uh, he absolutely named it after the Steve McQueen movie, The Blob. Sweet. Because what is this data if I can't like understand it or dig into it or chop it up and, and make it searchable and indexable? It's a blob to me. It's an amorphous shape. Right, right. Yeah. Nice. I always found that very interesting. Hmm. Kind of reminds me of uh, when we were talking about uh, the Bell Telephone Company and how they decided to, you know, go back and name the the hashtag or the pound sign the Octothorpe. Oh, mm, yeah. You know, uh, mm. uh, you know, eventually. 100th episode is coming up. So don't forget to call in to 443-327-9673 and uh, let us know what you enjoy from the Curioso, anything that you found that's been interesting, or anything in your life that you found that's been interesting. If your uncle was a circus freak, you know what I mean? <laughs> anything. Just let us know if you ever had uh, a ghost story to tell. Right. Or just call in and say hi and how much you like the show. Steve McQueen. Mm. Yes. Let's talk about. <laughs> from Bullet. Yeah, sure. Famously. <laughs> famously. Yeah, famously. Okay. Steve McQueen, probably his first role was in the 1958 movie, Other Blob. Oh, Other Blob? I thought it was just The Blob. It, it's, yeah, it's The Blob. He was paid like 2000 bucks yeah. to do that movie. Oh, boy. Which is crazy. It was also called The Molten Meteor. Mm. Kind of gives away some of the plot, yeah. doesn't it? I think so. I think so. <laughs> But again, you go back to some of our research and people who thought, you know, these the sea creatures were aliens. Right, right. Uh, it kind of fits with that 1950s aesthetic. Like, it's an alien. It's an amorphous, crazy creature. I've seen that movie several times. It's not the one I remember. Oh, mm. interesting. Yeah, I remember the remake and the one called The Stuff. The st- right, the stuff which came with a message built in <laughs> right. about consumerism right. and diets. Yes. <laughs> the stuff was absolutely one of my favorite movies. Mm. Uh, just kind of growing up, I, I loved watching it, you know what I mean? And, and the fact that, like, as you eat the stuff, you know, it was kind of like this yogurt stuff that I believe it just came out of a mountain. Like, I, yeah, I can't remember that, the, 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 yeah, the they, beginning. They eventually that. go to a mountain and find the stuff coming out of a mountain, and then they start piping it into like these yogurt containers. Yeah, was it like a like a Japanese hot spring? Yeah, some yeah, but it was like, but it was the stuff coming out, and it was absolutely right. delicious. So once you eat it, it gets inside of you, and absolutely it, delicious. Yeah, well, I mean, in the movie they portray had... it, and uh, so, but but you can tell there's a there's a lot of good face work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 but. The, but you know, noting. but yeah. you had like uh, one of the guys that is trying to uncover it is uh, is I believe his name was Ch- his name was Chocolate Chip, Chocolate Chip. This is like <laughs> chocolate mousse. All right, his name was uh, Ch- Charlie W. Hobbs was the character's okay. name. He was portrayed by Garrett Morris, but he was you know Charlie Chocolate Chip Hobbs. Okay, um, okay. So it's, it's not like top secret and chocolate mousse. No, I mean he he was African American. I mean, so okay. Okay. there oh, no. might be some undertones there. <laughs> okay. Yep. You know what I mean? But you know it is uh, it is you know the movie is from uh, 1985. 
You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to give it some leeway. But it, it was absolutely one of my favorite movies. But, you know, uh, he, uh, you know, because Chocolate Chip was a an ice cream manufacturer, mm-hmm. that was the reason why he wanted to go and take these people down. Uh, because right. he knew it was like getting in people and it was, you know, changing their, their ba- brain chemistry. Little did right. he know he was eating people from the inside right. and turning them into these, you know, Kind of very similar to Invasion of the Body Snatchers, yeah, kind David of things. Yeah, David Invasion yeah. of Body Snatchers, right? And, yeah. But I believe they actually started turning into things that look kind of like the thing. Mm. Eventually, people kind of there's a lot of that like Cronenberg style, yeah, body, yeah, like yeah, body yeah, horror yeah, kind tentacles of tentacles and a, a hand out of the right. crotch, and yeah. And I, 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 I just face. want to mention that Joe actually got me a uh, a VHS copy of that for my birthday a few years ago. Mm-hmm. He actually wow. found it and got me a VHS copy. I have no way of watching it, right. but I still yeah, have it to this day. But now you have one. Now I have one. Uh, too bad he couldn't find it on beta. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Looking for 8-track or... or uh, Laserdisc? Laserdisc. Yeah. Laser That's yeah. it. That's the ticket. <laughs> it's your basic... You know, Steve McQueen was... It was a research team that came back from the Arctic from a meteor crash, and they brought it back, and uh, he found the, the the sample or something, and it was frozen, and then someone released it and released the blob. The blob. Are and you sure was, you're not describing John Carpenter's The Thing? It's very similar. It's very similar. It's Well, I mean, the, the, John Carpenter's The Thing is actually a remake from... That's right, yeah. The Thing from Another World. Yeah. There's kind of a blurred line between those two, but the the blob in the '58 movie was anything like protein based, right? Like carbon based. Right, yeah. Like it wouldn't eat like glass or metal or you know anything with like oh crystalline. Yeah, like crystalline structures, like 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 steel, glass. It wouldn't touch any of those mm, things. Right. Those would remain. It was all protein and carbon based stuff. Well, I mean, those are the most tasty. Are they the most tasty? I, I mean, if you're a blob. Yeah. <laughs> if if you're but a blob. I think it's also the the more scarier part. Where this is only coming after humans and right like, humans, plants, yeah. animals, yeah, that kind like of stuff. That. It's yeah. like, but it will leave your home perfectly yeah. intact. Yeah, nice and shiny and clean. Uh, there was a sequel, 1972. Beware! Exclamation point. The Blob or Son of Blob? Did you see oh, that one? Oh no, Son of Blob. Uh, so they gendered it. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a 70s movie. <laughs> yeah. So come on, they you know, sexed it. Yeah. yeah, they sexed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which one it was? I, mean, if, it, I don't think it'd be as scary as. Beware, daughter of Blob. Yeah, I doesn't don't have know. the same ring to <laughs> yeah. it. You know, especially know. if she was a teenager, just going yeah. through puberty. I son mean, of she Dracula, could be crazy. son of Frankenstein, son of the Mummy. It was just part of the '60s and '70s horror uh, genre. I'm just saying, male you know, yeah, horror I'm, genre. Eh, you yeah. know. I mean, really, you know, a male or female Blob at that age, you know, well, going t- through puberty with yeah. all their hormones raging, I wouldn't want to fight that. They're probably hermaphrodites, like most slugs and snails. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. But I mean, you can't just say offspring of Blob. I think it makes more sense. I well, think it, it makes it, more sense. It honors the blob more. This 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 one came out what in the sixties? Seventy two. Seventy two. Well, the sequel. I mean, you know, I don't know. I I mean And this one was it was the continuation of the story. So uh, at the end of the original they had frozen the blob. Right. Right. And that sample was taken to Antarctica and there it remained. In the sequel <laughs> A pipeline worker uh, actually unfroze the original sample of the, the first blob mm-hmm. and thus havoc ensued. 
So this was just more anti-Keystone pipeline propaganda. It really was. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I think this also goes to show, like, this is why we should update our textbooks. You know, like, because there's always those movies where it's like, oh, what's this? And then they, like, completely unfreeze something. They bury something. They they dig something up that was buried. And it's like, you know, if we had updated textbooks in schools, this person would have known this existed. Right. And this came from a meteor. So if you've seen Meteors Fall or seen Creepshow 1, where Stephen King puts his finger on that stuff, meteor shit! And he turns into that grass creature and right. shoots himself in the head. Yeah. If yeah. we updated our textbook, we would know. I think you just gave out a spoiler, know. Joe. Just saying. To a wind movie? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> like 98 or... Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, 78. Yeah. Yep. That's the first Creepshow. Yeah. Uh, then there was a Blob remake in 1988... Now that's the one that I remember. I just I, I'm just saying I remember definitely remember watching that one, probably around the same time, around Halloween time, mm. probably uh, watching it on you know one of those old I don't know I was gonna say like Nick at Night or whatever, but it was probably like AMC or something like that. Okay, you know or what the, I mean? Where they because the, I remember seeing like the classic. remake of uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. The re- you know, ah! oh god, it's yeah, just yeah. awful. Mm. Could have been USA. Yeah, they trafficked in those oh, for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Gilbert Godfrey. Godfrey. <laughs> Supposedly, in 2009, Rob Zombie was supposed to do a remake of The Blob because he was in that mode where he was yeah, doing, doing he was remaking all the old remakes. horror stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. even when he does his own movies, he does remakes, right? Exactly. Ooh, <laughs> sick all, burn on Rob Zombie. He just rips off a bunch of 70s movies. <laughs> oh, and earlier. But he ended up backing out, and as a... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Not even That's Rob Zombie was ready middle, to do you know? that. Like, <laughs> as of 2015, Simon West, I don't know who that is, uh, producer Brian Witter are still in production for a remake remake of, of The Blob. Uh, I, I would see it. I would go to see it. So maybe. I mean, what's their twist on it? Uh, I'm, yeah. I if it was wait. the stuff, I can understand. If it was like a new right. form of like marmalade that was eating people from space, like sure, right? Oh, you know? space marmalade. Like yes. that sounds like yeah, space the attack marmalade. of the space marmalade. Yeah. You know that the the stuff and the so the premise of the stuff was like you're you're eating this. Is it eating you? No, are you eating it or Or is is it it eating eating you? you? That that reminds me, there was a Doctor Who episode uh, that was very similar. It was about diet pill fads. Oh, and the idea. So this is one of the newer Doctor Who's. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, this so is, I stopped this watching is from, after Tom Baker. This is from the last. <laughs> okay. So, so it's much newer. Uh, it's a one of the David Tennant episodes, okay. I believe. And they uh, had a a diet pill called adipose, which is a a type of fat. Like adipose is is a term that describes a type of fat. And mm-hmm. taking this pill, you would just you would lose weight. It would go away. Hmm. Uh, basically, you would poop it out. It's kind of like an Oline. uncomfortable thing. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, very similar, right? But what it actually was, was the, the diet pill was the essentially like the toxoplasmosis of, uh, you know, like tiny amoeba creature uh, that would get into your fat cells, you turn your fat cells into it, and you would poop out these alien creatures. They were trying to repopulate their species by eating all of the, uh, the fat of the fat people of the world. And then once you pooped it out, what would happen to them after that? Well, then they would be, and they never really dug into this very well, but they would, they would be adorable little white blob creatures nice. made of fat cells. Nice. And they were adorable. Like toilet stuff. Pretty much. They look like little marshmallows. 
you know, <laughs> just running around with little eyes or whatever. I, re- I googly believe, eyes? Yeah, yeah. They were just oh, kind of little cute little they things. They have googly eyes? Did you guys ever watch Sea Lab 2021 yes. oh, on I, Adult I, Swim? Yes. I think Here I did. There, yeah. 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 Yeah, there was basically a, a blob episode of that. What was I'm trying to think of which... I don't remember the name yeah. of the guy. Oh, I wish I did. So so it's basically their Trouble with Tribbles episode. Oh, nice. But they they get these, like, these like adorable white gloops. They were called gloops. gloops. And uh, they wanted to, like, eat food and whiskey and be adorable, but they, they farted so much. And it was adorable when they farted, mm-hmm. uh, but they, they gave off so much methane that, like, everyone on the station was dying. It's like, <laughs> like termites. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, termites yeah, are the number one cause of methane here. Oh, nice! Not cows. Did not know that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know all that. Uh, you know, just all that fiber. Got all I mean? that wood. You're gonna fart a lot. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot this, of cellulose in there. Yeah, a lot of cellulose <laughs> there. So, um, so do you guys? If you've seen the original Blob, do you remember the the probably the most famous scene because it was in the it was in the trailer right, yeah. was everyone running out of the Colonial Theater. Yeah. Right. The what? Uh, the Colonial Theater. Okay, sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let it pass this time. <laughs> I got, I'm, I got the word. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so the Colonial Theater is an, uh, you know, is a place that you can go visit today. Mm. It's actually in uh, Phoenix Town, Pennsylvania, uh, which is in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is becoming probably my second most favorite state after Maryland. Because it's weird because there's, there's a Pennsylvania town in Phoenix. Is there? Is no. There, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But could you imagine, like, <laughs> like in downtown in, Phoenix, you take the wrong turn, and you're just like, Pennsylvania there's town? a Stiller's it's bar like, <laughs> and a pretzel factory. <laughs> but, in uh, creepy downtown Pennsylvania. <laughs> so in Pennsylvania, in, yeah. in, in Phoenix town, you have, uh, you know, the... You know the the scene where the blob starts coming through the the, the holes where they show the movies, uh, you know, and it starts coming after people, and everyone mm-hmm. starts running out. Well, every year they actually have something that they call Blob Fest. Really? Wow. Yeah, yes. In this place now, Blob Fest, uh, they have you know street vendors, you know, food stuff like that. They show you know old movies, including The Blob, and I would hope so. Yeah. yeah and <laughs> what, what was the sequel? The Return of the Blob. Yeah. Son of so beware. Son of beware. Beware, beware the Blob. Mm. Uh, so they show they show those plus the remake. I think they do. They show all of them, uh, but also they have something that they call the Running of the Colonial. So uh, on Friday <laughs> oh, no. night. Oh my. On Friday night. You have to buy tickets. They have, I believe, some like costume contests and stuff like that. And this is all nice. usually set in like July, so it's like their their festival. Just like you know, uh, you know, around us we have stuff like a Hun Fest, right. things mm-hmm. like that. You know, right. because of all the Huns that live up in Hamden. Uh, well, there they have you know people that dress as the Blob and dresses other characters How from do the Blob. You dress as the Blob. Well, I, I I don't know. I didn't see any of them. I tried okay, to look okay, up. I'm, yeah. Joe, some, I'm glad some, you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Please follow my Instagram. No, I'm <laughs> I'm just covered in marmalade. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, everyone takes and they runs, they run from the, the from the movie theater, mm. and they do this every single year. Uh, one of the things that they have in the town that I found that was really really cool is they actually have a uh, a little blob museum in the theater, or I believe it's right next to the theater. Uh, there's a guy named Wes Shank, uh, and he used to work in the movie industry. Wes. Wes Shank. Wow. Yeah. That's a good name. That's a good Yeah, that's a very good name. Uh, and he is the caretaker of the original The Blob. Whoa. Uh, yeah, every year he brings The Blob 
to, uh, to the blob vest. Uh, and you can come and, and, and see the blob. Now, you can't touch the blob. There's a few people that he lets touch it. But for the most part, <laughs> most people he doesn't, doesn't let touch only it. Only the most <laughs> contrite <of> pilgrims <laughs> may convene with the blob. The, the only time, you know, he lets maybe newspaper reporters and stuff like that touch the blob so they, they and, can discuss it. Because it's just like, you know, like uh, statues and things like that. If you start touching it too much, the oils on your skin right. start messing it right. up and get mixed up gotcha. in it. The and blob is just as afraid of us as we are. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, as it turns out, the blob, the original <laughs> blob, is actually made up of mostly silicone. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, apparently, and the, yeah, the one reporter or the, the, the person who was talking about them touching it that I found uh, some something for, they were touching it and they said it really isn't very sticky. Uh, the reason why, it, you know, like you said, it's food coloring and, and you know, and silicone, it's not very sticky at all. The How they actually got it to move was by shining your bright lights on it. It mm -hmm. warms up the blob. Oh, the right. blob has to be warm to move. So of course. Very, yeah, so... Can't have a cold blob. No. I mean, who wants a cold blob? <laughs> no one wants you know? a cold blob. <laughs> and then they would take the set, they would actually take the set and turn it a little bit. Oh, like and that's how they got it to roll downhill. Down. On a gimbal. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And nice. they would turn it. And if the blob was supposed to move the other way, they would tilt it the other way. Hmm. So the blob would move like that, but they had to shine the bright lights on it to make it, you know, nice and warm right. and Loosey be able to, to perform, you know, for the cameras. Just like they did for Terminator 2. Oh, and uh, Linda they, Hamilton? That's how they made Linda Hamilton That's how move. they made Linda yeah. Hamilton <laughs> they, they warmed her up and turned the set sideways. But no, the, the liquid metal Terminator. Yeah, because, well, uh, the, the, they had a couple different things. Uh, one of the sets was a closed set, and it was actually Mercury. Yeah. And everything was sort of sealed off and temperature controlled, and they would move it on a gimbal, and all of the, the mercury, yeah, it naturally it. does that. Right. Once it collides, it does that cool surface tension right, gross right. blob thing. Yeah. yeah. But then the other stuff was uh, CGI and various sure, other yeah. trickeries. The blob fest and especially the, the blob run, or is it, sorry, what is the theater name again? Uh, the Colonial. The Colonial Theater Run reminds me of... Uh, I, I don't know if they still do this, but I, I lived in Pittsburgh for several years, right. and they started doing these zombie walks through the Monroeville Mall, which if you've ever seen the original movie, <laughs> mm -hmm. The Day of the Dead, yep. which is the one where they take over the mall. They have like mm -hmm. the news crew escapes in the helicopter, they land in the mall, they take right. it over. That's in Monroeville, PA, which is just outside of Pittsburgh. Right. Mm -hmm. And like the, the architecture is very similar. It still feels like that same mall in a lot of ways, or at least as of a few, maybe they flipped it, I don't know. But at least as of the time when I lived, there it was very similar to the movie and so we all uh, a bunch of us went down we did at the time it was a world record zombie walk and now now people are all into this so like Mexico City kicked everyone's butts uh, but we would all come down at like six in the morning and put on makeup and and like enter through one side of the mall and do a big like uh, groaning walk all the way to the other side Sweet. that's awesome yeah, and that's very fun. Cool. yeah that's definitely become like a like a big thing like the zombie walk you know, mm -hmm. and the, like the zombie pub crawl and stuff yeah, like right, that. You know, yeah. and now they have like tough, the tough mutter and all that other stuff with zombies. Yeah. yeah or whatever. <laughs> totally right? Could you imagine? As if that's not hard mutter enough. I know. God, that was the worst thing I've ever done in my You've life. You've done that? I've done tough mutter. Oh, wow. Uh, it is. And so the, the, the quick version of the story is uh, we got into, we did, we were supposed to do it in April. No, we were supposed to do it in uh, December. It was in Virginia. And we were going on uh, Sunday, and the Saturday it rained, and like people were crashing into each other's cars because it was on this like field. Oh, no. And the like mayor was like, "We're not assisting you." Yeah. So they were like, 
okay, so we're canceling it. So I could have gotten my money back, mm. but everyone at work was like, no, 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 you should do this. So it was right before my birthday and we decided to do it. And I'm like, I have to survive. <laughs> like if I don't, like I can't die before my birthday, you know, like that can't happen. <laughs> right. So uh, the the amazing things that they do there, they give you free tattoos if you want one, but it's, of course it just says Tough Mudder. Yeah, yeah. And, and then they'll shave your head into a mohawk. So I was like, well, when in Rome. So I, I shaved my head into a mohawk mm. uh, and then completed the course and probably the slowest time that anyone has ever completed the course in. <laughs> uh, I had a hard time just getting over the first wall that they have you climb to get into like the starting lineup. Right. Like there's no door. Like you're like <laughs> you right off the bat. I have climb to climb wall. this wall. <laughs> right. Um, and <laughs> I got to the electric, like the electrodes like that are hanging and I'm just like, okay, let's see what happens. And I see this guy go and he runs and he gets one wrapped around his neck and oh. it's just like smack, 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 smack. And I'm just like, all right, don't do that. <laughs> and so like you just see this person holding this beer at the end and you're just like, ah, I got hit twice. It was fine. It wasn't anything. But Tough Mudder was probably the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. Wow. Was uh, it like a mud monster? Uh, it was just, uh, it was a half marathon mm. for somebody who has never trained I mean, if we're gonna talk about if we're gonna talk about human blobs, I mean, like I'm just like somebody who was never trained in their life, and uh, I, com- I I finished it, which I you know yeah. I it was challenged by choice, which is something that my my school always preaches. So like there were some things I skipped. Mm. Uh, it was so cold that we skipped the last three water challenges. Oh yeah, I because bet. it was like we were all just dragging, and then I was the smart guy who wore pants. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been so, trouble. Yeah, so, so like, no one, no one else wore pants. Every, well, everyone wore uh, like shorts. Oh, okay. I'm the only one who wore like long pants. Right. And then oh, I'm gotcha. like now all the water is just like I was gonna say. Uh, like, I, you're great until I'm you carry, get wet. Yeah, now yeah. I'm carrying you know ten pounds extra of pounds water of water right. only. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of your your uh, your river blob monster. The the. <laughs> Are we are we going back to Creep Show two again? Yeah. Oh Christ. Okay. So imagine, I guess we're here can now, you imagine right? Imagine doing an obstacle course like that, and like one of the water challenges, there's this oily blob monster. Just, after just try you. not to get eaten by the blob. Yeah, monster. just don't yeah. Okay. By the blob. Yeah. All right. So, don't lay down naked or make out with a dude on a raft because you're gonna get it. Okay. So I don't know if I've ever <laughs> told this story before. I probably have, and it's probably been a uh, some you know one of our anecdotes at the beginning. So I think I saw. Creepshow 2 before I ever saw Creepshow 1. I just, I think it, you know, probably came on, like we were talking about USA Up All Night or whatever, and I, yeah. I, wound, I wound up watching Creepshow 2. Because um, I remember Leslie Nielsen being in it, right? He Was that the second one, or was that the first one? Uh, that was the first one. Oh, man, I don't know. They Leslie all mixed Nielsen together. and Ted Danson, yeah, it was the first one. Wow. They, they all mixed together. either of them being in a horror movie. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's That's awesome. Weird. They do a great job in that, nice. that, that was little, a, that was a good, scene. That was a good, a good section of it. But, uh, but the one that, yeah, so uh, it, we're talking about Creepshow 2. The uh, raft. It was the, the raft. Story. And the, you know, the kids, they swim out to the raft, and then mm. there's like an oil creature monster thing. It's like an oil flick. And they're right. like, oh, uh, uh, and they don't think anything of it, but it starts to move. Yeah, and it, I mean, it looks like black He-Man slime, right? Did you, did you ever play with He-Man slime back in the day? How can you not remember no. He-Man slime? The only, the only slime that I ever played with was Gak. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Which I imagine is just a rebranding yeah. of the he oh, well, Okay, so like, the there was like the a... Stuff from, oh, no, I know what you're talking about. Right. There was, was it, like He-Man and then you like could, Hordak, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Gotcha. But there was like an actual thing where 
Uh, it was, you know, of course, had like a skeleton hand and it held He-Man and like yeah. you poured the slime in the top and it fell on the top of He-Man's head. And it would whatever. just like gloop over him. It would Ooze just, to it was, him. Yeah, right. it was so viscous it would, but it would still come down. Like, yeah. It right. wasn't like play It wasn't like, or... like the, the, the slime from you can't do this on television. It was a totally different thing. Uh, no, it was like, uh, it was it was more solid than that. Okay. But, right. but not by much. I mean, it was definitely like yeah. stringy. It was you know a lot like I mean? Gak, but I feel like it was more transparent. Like it, yeah. it had this like creepy, but it was definitely it was quality. definitely green. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So 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 it's always green. It always it's, seems yeah. like it's, it's always green. Green. it should right. be. Yeah, yeah, because it looks like snot. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. But uh, but so the, the the stuff from not the stuff the oil Ooh. creature yeah. monster. Okay, the so the reason creature. why. The reason why this is really like resonates with me so much was uh, there was one time my cousin and I, we swam out to a raft very similar to that, but mm-hmm. it was it was in the uh, it was in you know the Chesapeake Bay. Right. Okay. Mm. We go to swim out to it. Enough said. In yeah. the middle of <laughs> it was in the middle of August. We get halfway there and we realize that we are getting stung. By ridiculous amounts of jellyfish, mm. and oh, you can tell as you, you swim like by them. Pharmaceutical chemicals. No, no, no. I mean, as, you, as you're swimming by the jellyfish, they're lighting up because it was kind of like an overcast day. Right. You could yeah. literally see them light up, you know. Yeah. And we're, we swim, we get all the way to the raft thing, and we just sit there for like two hours because. And, and I'm like, Mike, you might as well just let's just swim back. You know, and it was it was so similar to what happened. I mean, except for it didn't jump up on the on the shore and eat us. But but it started to encroach on the raft. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you you could look down and see them. Yeah, they have these wonderful uh, photophores or the the biofilaments in most jellyfish do. But right, so like they were sort of like encroaching they like, were just the... like hang i mean there was just so many of them and you knew that you were going to get stung another 20 times if we jumped into the water and swam back well here's the thing but i just remember seeing that movie and i was like oh my god this is exactly like the raft yeah. this is exactly what happened in creep show and they're going to jump out and they're going to eat my face like so, that girl so you, you just wait for your cousin to jump in the other side of the raft and he gets Stung, well, I know. Right? I tried and you to jump on the other. I tried side to and I, swim for sure. I was like, "Look, we go together. Let's go." I was like, so and I finally um, got him, you know, to say that he was going to go. I was like, "Let's go one, two, three. I jumped in the water. He didn't. Oh, <laughs> oh he got he you. Got you. He got, oh, so he got I, you. I literally am getting stung again. I climbed back onto the raft, and I was like, "You asshole." Yeah. You and then eventually a guy came Wait, by. You and climbed a, back on the raft. Why didn't you I keep did. Swimming? Well, I should have really, because then he would have just followed suit. I, I guess. But yeah. I was just gonna. I was just Either gonna. That or just get right under that raft and tip it over. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was like a big, heavy. You right, know what yeah. I mean? Like oh, a big, okay. heavy one. It's not. Yeah. You know. But it was. You know. Definitely tethered to the ground. Wow. So, but yeah, just it, it's my own kind of like blob experience thinking about that movie and getting stung by the jellyfish. It was really terrible. It was absolutely awful. Mm. Wasn't fun. I don't think I, don't I even have, know I'm talking about it. I, I don't think I have any like scary like personal blob no. stories. No. Well, that's the, I mean between that and the and the the little tiny you know b- brain eating amoeba blobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are like the scariest things that I can think of that have happened to me personally, uh, pertaining to blobs. Mm. You know. And they're pretty scary. Yeah. I mean, I mean, being surrounded by thousands of, of stinging creatures that are totally uh, ambivalent to your existence. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, that's, and, that's and, and amorphous, and they, they move freely about. And, and could care literally less about you, yeah, but right, they will right. just sting the hell out sting of you. Sting you, yeah. Maybe you know? to death. They don't care. It doesn't matter to them. It doesn't Anaphylactic matter. Anaphylactic shock. Yeah, who, cares? who cares? You know? So, uh, so I guess I wanted to 
kind of head into some of the blobs uh, besides movies uh, mm. growing up that I that I I kind of enjoyed. Mm. Sure. Uh, but uh, have you guys ever you know read a lot of Marvel comics? Yes. This is the one I had. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, if, when thinking about blobs, you think of the blob from, from X Men. Yeah. It's one of the one of the first X Men characters came in on uh, X Men number three back in nineteen sixty four. Super early. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but the one the one thing that I I always like I, the biggest thing for me when it comes to blobs. Is they always seem to be the the rude, uptight, uh, not so happy things, and so like you try to think of positive blobs, and the only two that ever came to my mind was Ditto and Pokemon. Oh, and, and that, that paint guy. Remember the paint blob thing? For, yeah, well, uh, there's sixty four or whatever. She, yeah, the D blob or whatever. Yeah, yeah D blob. D blob. Yeah, and yeah. then um, and then Flubber. Like those are oh, the only Flubber. happy. Flubber. Yeah, like those are the only happier things. But right. but but the blob he. Um, he was he was a sideshow character mm. um, that Charles sent Cyclops to go find, mm. um, and he gets brought to the school, and everyone hates him because he oh. he's, so it's not like how the uh, the what was that the Wolverine movie where he meets him at a oh at the, ring? yeah at the, the boxing <laughs> yeah. ring and he's like but it was still the same character base where it's like he is this person who you can't move right but right. like and even um, you know most of the, the mutants and anyone fighting him. Like Colossus. Uh, yeah, Colossus like that, and yeah. stuff are going to have a hard time even penetrating him. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the few times Wait, that... W- penetrating? Yeah, so like <laughs> penetrating his skin. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. penetrating oh, his skin. Yeah, put a fist up. Yeah, put a fist up. him. Well, because I was moving towards <laughs> Jeez, like Joe. one of the... <laughs> just going with your... your well, let's talk your, about his first appearance <laughs> in Triple X-Men. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, sex and fishes, so... He, uh... One one of the one times that he his skin was semi successfully uh, sliced mm-hmm. was Wolverine, but well, he yeah. he was sitting on top of all of the X Men. Oh no! Uh, and <laughs> everyone, so you know, like, ha, try to get me now. Right. And uh, in great comic book writing, mm. of course, Wolverine is going to be right at the uh, entrance to an exit. Right. And uh, you know, shink, and then gets them all. <laughs> Because he gets them. Whoa! Gets them off of them. Gets them off of them. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, one of his... Comic book euphemisms. Yes. But um, as always, when it comes to uh, any Marvel villain, he's going to join the bad side. So he he joins the Brotherhood. With Magneto, mm. um, and he—he he sort of. You shall not pass. <laughs> right. <laughs> same Great guy. Scene yeah, same from, guy. Yeah, <laughs> from from <laughs> Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, you know, he starts to team up with Toad, which is kind of that weird. Toad was the like, worst character ever. Tag team yeah. where it's like this guy who can't move and this guy who's hopping around with a giant tongue. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, okay, yeah, you guys are friends. That makes sense. <laughs> sure. Uh, but yeah, he. I mean, but that's that's one of those things where it's like you have this guy who uh, has this mutation that is just a large body, mm. and then the, they write him as this obnoxious person who goes into the school that everyone hates, and then of course he's going to turn on you, right? But isn't isn't he he has like a lot of self bravado too, right? Oh isn't, yeah, he's, not, he's I, I just I just find that. Yeah, yeah. I he's mean, like the Simpsons comic book guy, <laughs> right? Yeah. So Where's instead of him being like. Instead of him being like a, you know, like, like being really upset about his weight, he is just like a complete braggart. And right. he's like, I, right, I don't right. care. I will kick your ass. Yeah. 
You know, and I mean, he's he's really kind of full of himself. Yeah. You know? it's, it's like, hey, you oh. can't move me. <laughs> it's like, you can't move me. I, right. I cannot be moved. Try it. And right. then people always try to go after him. And it's like, eh. Yeah. Hmm. So re- recently there was like a, I don't know, I can't remember what it was, but I was reading a little bit about his, uh, what, what's been happening to him recently. But he, he wound up losing his, his, uh, his mutant gene or whatever through yeah. some reason and, and lost all of his weight. But because of that, because, you know, he still lost all of the weight, but he didn't wind up losing any of the skin that he had. Oh, oh so he's no. like fat bastard. Yeah, in the- <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, God. He just has ridiculous amounts of skin completely covering him. Wow. So, yeah, but he's not a mutant anymore. So, just, just so he, he didn't just arms. like become the biggest loser. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and take home all the prizes. <laughs> yeah, he just, uh, I don't know. It was, it was, it was kind of gross, like the way that they showed him with, you know, yeah. just a whole bunch of skin folds or whatever. So, so look, looking that up, it he lost through unknown means. He has lost all the excess skin, and his fortunes have turned in his favor, and he is now. A weight loss guru in Japan. Oh, that is, yeah. He's just now known as the Bob. Yeah, he's just. He, he, he goes by his real is. name, Freddie Dukes. Freddie Dukes. Freddie Dukes. <laughs> Dukes. And he is uh, filming a movie in San Francisco. That, that's where he's at. From uh, Japan. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, like a Japanese movie filming in San Francisco. I guess <laughs> Who's writing it. his story right now? Who knows? They're just like, look, I'm trying to turn it around. <laughs> I just want a, I just want a new beginning. And uh, just flipping over to the DC side, and I didn't really, I didn't really do any research with this, but I mean, it just popped off in my head. Was uh, the other, you know, blob kind of creature that I can think about from DC is uh, what, what, uh, Basil uh, Carlo. Basil Carlo, is that his name? Okay. He's a uh, Clayface. Clayface. Clayface, yeah. Yeah. Clayface, yeah. 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 You know, very I mean? blobbish. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he. I mean, he eventually. Originally, he just was a you know like a like a killer that could change his his face and then right, right. Uh, eventually wound up getting like uh, some superpowers where he he actually is just very blob. You know, looks like he's made out of clay, like yeah, an right. amorphous kind of yeah. thing. My I mean, my, f- my favorite portrayal of Clayface has to be from. Batman the animated series. series. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that's the best portrayal I've ever seen. And just about how existentially horrifying it is yeah. to, to like be that guy going through that. Yeah, yeah. like putting that he was like a stunt double in this show, right? Yeah. And right. like he put the makeup on yeah. and then like there was something in the chemicals of the makeup that turned him into Clayface. Yeah. yeah. Just, and he was able to change yeah. his face to be anybody else's. Right. Have, have you guys ever face. played uh the Arkham Asylum games? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. like that one turned in the the game where he's uh, the Joker, yeah. For that whole time, you're just like, wow, like that. That's such a good use of that character. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. It, it, anytime a character dies in in the comic book, like a good way to get out of that is it turns out that it was just Clayface, and right. you can't kill him <laughs> right. because he's just clay. Right. So if you you know right. you know if you blow him up or slice into him or whatever it happens to be, you know he can just kind of. Yeah. Somewhere off camera, back. he yeah, yeah he just yeah. one thousand back, back together. So I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, there was like like Jason Todd when he was uh, what, what Candyman. No, Jason no, no. Todd, the, uh, yeah. the the Robin, second uh, Robin yeah, or okay. whatever. That Sorry, the up, guy who played Candyman, his name. Oh, was, yeah. uh, when <laughs> nice. Yeah, so I thought was it was it Jay? I thought that was Tony Todd. Tony Todd. That's Tony it. Todd. Sorry, whatever. Yeah, with the great voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Candyman. Uh, but uh, stop saying it so much. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. Oh my God! Is there a mirror in here? Let's turn um, off the lights. 
going back to our uh, our Bloody Mary episode. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so I, I just always thought that he was a really cool character. And yeah. any time that, you know, you need to get out of someone dying, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? I, it I turns out Clayface was impersonating him, you know? Yeah, I always wish there was a, a Sandman, you know, versus Clayface, like, crossover. The DC Marvel. Like, yeah. 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 Just sand and clay, just punching each other. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, really, kind of blobby Sandman is the same sort of way. It's just, you know, his, his amorphousness is of sand. Yeah. You know? He was, so. a, he was a wonderfully tragic character. Yeah, I, I just remember, like, those were one of the harder to watch episodes well, on and that, the anime and like, series. Like Mr. Freeze. Oh, yeah. Like, that was, those were the best yep. of that, that series. Right. Uh, there was a point in time where Hydro Man and Sandman wound up uh, coming together and turning into, like, Mud Man. I don't so basically where, knock off Clayface. Which, yeah, which, right, which, yeah, yeah, right. They became like the same person, but they had two people in the same head. Hydro Man. He was a he was a water guy. He was like it's like Aquaman. Fire water. No, Aquaman. He talks to fish and he swims. I know. Uh, Hydro Man was actually made out of water. Was he shaped like a fire hydrant? No, he just was shaped like a person. I think it was a sailor. I don't know, man. I don't remember always Hydro Man that well. I just sailor. remember them getting, you know, stuck together and they became like Mud Man. Well, or this whatever. is awkward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they had four months Sp- mud. Spider Man's like, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> so. I'm sorry, guys. Maybe, I don't know, split a condo somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the blob, like in cartoons, makes me think of the episode of Family Guy where, uh, and I don't, I don't remember a whole lot about this episode, but Peter has a genie. For some okay. reason, and there's there's a scene where a guy is threatening to beat him up on a bus, and beca- oh, because he told the genie he wanted a theme song that goes right. around with him <laughs> wherever he goes, and this guy doesn't like his theme song, and so the guy grabs him and says, "I'm gonna break every bone in your body." He he wishes, "I wish I don't have any bones," and the genie snaps his fingers. Done, and Peter uh, becomes a blob for like pretty much the rest of the episode. Yeah. Nice. And uh, at some point, I think he accidentally gets flushed down a shower drain. Yeah. And, uh, oh, it's, no. it's all very awkward. Like, and that that sort of becomes the story of just like, oh no, Peter, what have you done with your your body? It's a it's sort of like a body shaming episode. What, what, wasn't it? Uh, he got Michael McDonald to sing everything he was doing the, the, his entire day. <laughs> Maybe I think that's what it was. Yeah. Just had Michael McDonald just going around singing about what's going on. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, which, uh, yeah, that seems to be a theme for Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> since they later did that with Randy Newman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Randy Newman. Uh, and there's there's another one. This one always scared me uh, because I my dad was into the show and I saw episodes of it as a kid, uh, which is The Prisoner. Do you guys know the 1967 show uh starring patrick mcguin it's from from the bbc mm-hmm. uh from the uk so it's about like this uh spy who tries to quit he gets drummed out of the agency what agency we don't know it's a it's actually like a very strange and abstract show it's sort of mm-hmm. very trippy to watch but he's taken to this island where uh i am not a number that's it that's gotcha. the one yeah yes. that's pat pat mcguin mm-hmm. uh so good like it's such a dramatic show and it's so weird they had this thing called uh, I th- is it the rover? I think it's just called rover. The bubble thing. The bubble thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anytime someone tried to escape, they had and like watching it now, you can tell they clearly like bounced a giant beach ball right. and then slowed the film down. They like recorded it in slow mm-hmm. motion. But this thing would, uh, you know, like grab escapees, people trying to leave the island, and mm-hmm. it looks just like these scenes, like from the Blob, where people were within this like latex sphere, faces and hands pressed against it in a silent scream. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that always always creeped me out i'm gonna have to 
like funny it's YouTube good. clip of that because yeah. I've never seen it. Oh, it's very yeah, good. It's yeah, good if you just look for uh, um, the pri- the prisoner Pat McGowan or uh, the prisoner Bubble, you'll mm-hmm. find it pretty easily. It's very similar to what you and Darren used to do with the, the oh the bubble. giant balloon. Yeah, so right. imagine that, but like it, you know, it capturing encaps- you and you. taking you back to the island. Yeah, just talking about TV shows, it reminded me of Ghost Rider. It was a show on PBS. Mm-hmm. Ghost Writer. Yeah, Ghost Writer. Yes, yeah, Ghost Writer. Yes. And there was that one, uh, like, four-part uh, episode um, about the attack of the slime monster. Hmm. And so, like, they they would try to go around and get all these clues, but there'd be slime, and it would, like, it was the only thing that Ghost Writer couldn't, like, solve. And it was the last episode, it was the last, like, episode of the show. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't really remember a lot of it, but I just remember, like, they would see this like goo just start falling down and then they would send Ghost Rider in there and he'd come back and he got sick because it was like taking over him. Oh my mm. God. Yeah. That, that was one. That's when like PBS was like, let's go dark. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> like, let's just see where we could take these kids. You know, goo and stabbings. And well, yeah. yeah, we'll see We've where it goes. We've been canceled and we're canceling your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. It's like a really dark episode of Scooby-Doo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Reggie, <laughs> I mean devoured <laughs> like weirdo Scoob. <laughs> uh, just, just so everybody's uh, knowledge, uh, Gak um, started out as the green uh, slime from um, you can't say you can't do that on television. Sweet, nice. um, but the word Gak came from, of course, Nickelodeon's favorite game show host, Mark Summers. Did it really? Yeah, and it was. He got it from the street term for heroin. Oh, and shit. Mark so, Summers. <laughs> you bastard, so, Mark Summers. Uh, <laughs> it became a huge joke on Double Dare that every time they got to say Gak on television, and Nickelodeon, like, made a, uh, you know, made the product and stuff, and they were, Nickelodeon was, in essence, selling Gak yeah. to children everywhere. Pushing Gak yes. on the kids. Sweet. Gak pushers. Gak pushers. <laughs> Mark Summers, shame on you. What a guy. Ah, He's this so thing. good. What the fuck is that? Oh, the He-Man slime thing. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah. Yes! Oh, my goodness, yes. That's the thing. Oh, and so you put gross. the He-Man slime in the back, and it came out the skull. You know what I mean? Oh, God, what was it called? The slime pit. Is that Beastmaster? Yeah, he is stuck in the slime it, pit. That was Beastmaster. No, but Beastmaster, Beastman. Beastman. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah Beastmaster is a whole different thing. Yeah. <laughs> he had the ferrets and everything. He had, he yeah, had, he had blobs. Yeah. He had his own blob thing. Yeah, and those weird bat creatures. Yeah. Well, it's not a slime episode, with, with, Joe. With, with he Adam's, does look like Swamp Thing. With Adam's yeah. crest thing. He-Man slime got in everything. It would just get into everything. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Like, if you let it sit out and dry, it would just get kind of, you know, like crustied up. Yeah. It was really gross. All right, so before we sign off, before we uh, uh, take off, is there anything you guys want to plug? Plug the show. Uh, yeah. I mean, besides the show, too. Absolutely plug the show, but anything else as well. Coming up this weekend, the Baltimore Improv Group is having our uh, official grand opening at our new Ooh, space. So we've moved nice. in with the Single Carrot single Theater carrot. Oh, cool. uh, awesome. in the, the Remington area. So we're, at, we're now at 2600 uh, North Howard. And we've got a weekend coming up with six shows. So two wow. shows Friday, two shows Saturday, two shows Sunday. And uh, it should be really good. So I'm going to be there for uh, Friday opening night uh, in the second show. And uh, we're going to be running pretty much a lot more shows in general. We're aiming to fill like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, most, most Sundays, some Wednesdays. 
Uh, so that should be really good. Awesome. Uh, I guess I could uh, Charm City Trivia. Uh, I yeah. host trivia. Um, if you want to come to the best games, uh, there I host uh, Thursday nights at Max's in Fells Point and Sunday nights at uh, Home Slice in Federal Hill. So check out CharmCityTrivia.com. It's a really good time, free to play. Uh, and I get to make fun of you for two hours. So I can say, <laughs> like awesome. we we used to do trivia all the time, yeah. and we just haven't recently. Yeah. So we're gonna have to start making trips to try yeah. and, and do now that. that I live in Baltimore, it's gonna be a lot. Of yeah. Easier. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Well, Thursday night, Max is uh, Lars's. Lars occasionally there. plays. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love yeah. their their beer selection. Oh yeah, good. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah it's it's very it's, good. it's actually one of the. Uh, the places that I've I've hosted, um, and these these two that I get to um, continue to host, I really enjoy it. I've got to me- make some new friends, and um, so yeah, it's 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 fun. I've been doing it now for all, almost two years, if not a little bit more. Wow! Um, yeah, nice. I've been been all over the 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 spectrum from as far north as Aberdeen to uh, I guess as far south as. Uh, Brooklyn. I don't think I've ever been anything further than Brooklyn Park. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's it's a it's a good time. And then um, you know, our our podcast. Yeah. we have to ask. We have a podcast called We Have to Ask. New episodes every, up every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, new interviews. Uh, we have to ask. Yeah. Com is our website. We can also be found on Twitter and Facebook. We have to ask. Uh, people have feedback about our shows. Uh, we're starting to to put try and put more of an interactive element, even mm-hmm. which is hard. Because essentially, say, how do you do after, that? Yeah, after each episode, the the portal mm-hmm. to that dimension closes, closes. forever. Yeah, right, right. Much like the show Sliders, we will never see them again. Oh, uh, nice. but, but we enjoyed talking about it for the week that, <laughs> that, you that it happened. For, you know? So like, my question is, I want to know when Joe's going to wind up coming on. Ah, that's no. a great question. Uh, yeah, ask work. <laughs> <laughs> but if you are interested, we would love to have you yeah, on. Sure, sure, definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right, sounds good. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll figure it out. Cool. So make sure you subscribe to We Have to Ask. Uh, we love it. And uh, check out the Homebrew episode because that was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, so that's it, guys. Uh, happy blobbing. Uh, Halloween is coming up. And make sure you listen to We Have to Ask. And have a wonderful night. Thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can email us feedback at thecurioso.com. You can Facebook us, facebook.com backslash thecuriosopodcast. Check out our merchandise on zazzle.com backslash curiosopodcast. You can also check out our videos, youtube.com backslash curiosopodcast. On the left-hand side of thecurioso.com, you can help support the show by clicking on our donate link. And if you're a real Curioso, we need you to go on and give us a great five-star review on iTunes. It will help us get more listeners, and it'll make you feel good about yourself. (sighs) Turn to heart fire. (laughs) (laughs) Joe's making fun of me for all the stuff that I... I do have a ritual before I perform okay. where I, I I bring in, like, white light into my head and I turn nice, up my yeah. heart. I do all this crazy shit, but it really helps. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's centering so, meditation. Yeah, like, it really is, yeah, and, I, and really I do good. it, and it makes, and then I turn up my heart fire, which is like, it's like turning up your 
guess your chi or turning. It's like getting. Uh, I don't know. It's turning turns all like, your Davy Havocs to gets, eleven. Yeah, gets your gets your yeah. pumped. Gets that adrenaline going. That's what I'm saying. So you're that fighter you know what I mean? Mode. And it's you know. So I do all that before I perform before I go out. That's awesome. So, but I don't have to do that for the podcast because I'm just no. I'm just little old me. Mm-hmm. The blobfish was. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I have a little blob in my throat. Have a wonderful night. I don't know. You do it then. <laughs> don't look at me like that. That's <laughs> fine. He man slime. <laughs> don't, don't eat anything goopy. Yeah. Right. <laughs>